Alright, we are back with the Average Impact Podcast. Uh, my name is Charlie, and again is my brother Drew Collins with me. And we finally got Drew a mic, so hopefully it sounds a little bit better audio-wise. Uh, we just had UFC Fight Night this last weekend. It was Cal- Calvin Gastelum and uh, Jared Cannonier. Uh, what was your overall take of this card? It was a good card from the prelims pretty much all the way through the main event. Um, I think like the first five fights or something ended in knockout or submission. Um, it was just overall a really good card. Yeah, no, I, uh, oh, sorry. I, uh, I thought the same thing. It was a pretty good card. Honestly, the main fight was more or less of, I, I don't want to say it was a letdown. It wasn't very exciting. Um, and then I do kind of think Calvin Gastelum got, I don't know if I'd say he got robbed, but I think that he won that fight. I thought he won the fight, at least. Um, I I think that if Gastelum doesn't get knocked down in the second round, I think he probably wins the fight. Yeah, um, he did take some nasty shots, though. So if you look at the strike count per round, he outstruck Cannoneer in the first, second, and the fifth round. Um, but since he got knocked down and, like, knocked on his ass in that second round, it's hard to give that round to Gastelum. Even though he came back from that and kind of stole the round at the end, he still got knocked down and had the most damage done to him. So uh, I see why Cannoneer won it. I probably would have given it to Cannoneer too. But if Gastelum didn't get knocked down, I would have seen him winning. Yeah, so... I mean, it was a close fight. It, it wasn't, uh, I don't know, for me, for some reason, that main fight just really didn't do a lot for me. However, the rest of the fights did, and I didn't get to watch every prelim fight. I did watch some of the prelims, um, but I did watch uh, uh, a bunch of fights. Uh, uh, Clay, uh, what is his last name, Guida, Guida? Clay Guida. Yeah, Clay Guida and Marco Madsen, that was a great fight. The split decision was a split by 30-27, and I don't agree well, with that. Yeah, so there's no way that Madsen won all three rounds, right? I forget which round he, Guido won. He Maybe it was the second. No, I think Guido won the first round. Or the first. But, yeah, Guido definitely won one of those rounds really clearly. Yes. Um, Madsen and definitely the, won the other rounds. It was no yeah, question I think I think mind. Madsen won. I just when it was had split decision, I was like, okay, I get that. And then they said thirty twenty seven. I'm like, I don't get that. That doesn't make sense to me. But yeah. I thought that like, I can uh, kind of see how you could score two rounds for Guida, but at the end of the day, I still think Madsen won two. Yeah, I agree. I think that Guida was like uh, he was kind of disorganized. Like he, he seemed like he was all over the place. I mean, it was effective at least in the first round. It was pretty effective, but he was pretty much well, all over the place. And then Marco Madsen was like super calm. Um, he wasn't very active in the in the beginning, but he had a really good uh, handle on like keeping a distance. Um, so Marco, Mark, I don't know why they call him Marco Madsen. His middle initial is O. So, but Mark yeah. Madsen, um, he he's a three-time Olympic medalist in Greco-Roman uh, wrestling, yes. right? Yep. So he's like he's really composed when he's competing, and he probably gets that from being an Olympian. Uh, Guida's always all over the place with that jumping around, bouncing energy, and just kind of reckless type style. He's been fighting in the octagon for, they said he had over six hours of time in the octagon cage fighting. He's been around forever. He was the Strike Force uh, lightweight champ, I believe, way back when. 
I um, think Guido's almost 40 years old, too, isn't he? He's old. He's probably, yeah, he might be almost 40. He's up there. Because he's in the same age category as, like, DC and all those guys that came over yeah. from Strike Force. So he's probably, like, 38 years old, 40 years old. I mean, Marco Madsen's not really super young either. He's 36. Yeah, but he didn't get his start in MMA until rather recently because of the, all the Olympic stuff. Right. Um, oh, goodness gracious. I guess I'm tired today. I don't really know. Um, yeah, there's some crazy shit that went down this in, in this series of fights. We'll get to it later, but the dude, uh, when we get talk about the Trevin Jones fight, he definitely gave him the dick twist. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that. Though. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Uh, heavyweight yeah. fight, Parker Porter and Chase Sherman. I like Chase Sherman, and I liked Chase Sherman in this fight, but holy fuck, Parker Porter put that boy away. Yep. Uh, for um, a heavyweight, but- that dude had a stiff jab. And he was fucking throwing some high volume punches for heavyweights. Well, and his leg kicks, like they were slow, but because he's got so much weight in his legs, yeah, like, it's like Saquon Barkley, you could legs. just tell that those leg kicks it really hurt. Like, nah, I didn't want any of those. But uh, yeah, do you ever? I think Sherman wonder... probably won the first round, even though they gave the f- two of the judges gave the first all three rounds to Porter. I think Sherman might have won the first, but um. I don't, I don't know. know. Porter the definitely the, won. But. The midway through the second round, those both those guys were gassed, but Chase Sherman was basically done. Like, he was out. He The first yeah. round, he was super calm, but he had no head movement. Like, none. His head just nope. sat there. It was, it was, he, stood, it was, he was he teeing off. straight up. He had, like, yeah. no head movement. Or no head he movement. He didn't have good movement at all, and he was straight up. If like, he was – the one thing that he did do that he should have done more of was leg kicks because he was tearing Porter's leg up. Yep. And he should have thrown more leg kicks. I wish he did that. Um, but I will say, if you look, like, when the third round, like, when they came out and they gave each other, like, the high five, it was, like, the fat man code of, like, hey, dude, we can't go this speed. Like, like yeah. we're both going to die. But then Porter still well, came how, out through some high high volume shit in the third round too. How embarrassing is it to uh, gas out to an opponent that's obese who threw more strikes than you in the fight? Yeah, no, the, I mean like, both those guys are big boys though. There's one guy in there that looks like he should be actually conditioned, and one guy who's not. Yeah. And the, the guy who should be in good shape got gassed out by the fat guy. So that's a little yeah. embarrassing. Chase Sherman definitely, I thought he looked like a better fighter in the opening of the round, but Porter was, his boxing was pretty fucking on point, to be honest with you. His boxing was pretty good. Um, Yeah, okay, so this is the fight I wanted to talk about, is Trevin Jones, and uh, I can't even, God God forbid I fucked this up, Sedio Kabi, (laughs) Sedio Kob uh, Kakamenrov. Came kind of out of nowhere. Kakramanov? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's Kak. Kakamenrov, something like that. Kakramanov. He uh, we'll that. came on the fight four days' notice. Um, he missed the, weight, I believe. He did miss weight, but it was only a four-day notice. So, yep. so it's you know, acceptable. That's okay, of. yeah. Uh, Trevin Jones, off the bat, looked like he had some good submission defense. Uh, the first round, Trevin Jones had phenomenal clench control. Like, he controlled the clench basically the whole round, which – the, the the commentators, uh, DC, Paul Felder, they, they were talking about the differences there and, like, working in the clinch. And DC was saying, I think it was DC, was saying about how, uh, you know, working in the clinch, like, fighting the clinch is one of the more difficult styles of fighting because it's very energy inefficient. Like, you are burning a lot of energy fighting in the clinch. 
Yeah. And um, so he was happy to see. I think Herb Dean was was uh, refing that that round that that fight. And he didn't uh, break him up. Yeah. He didn't break him up. And Felder was the opposite. Felder wants the breaks. He does. He doesn't like people fighting the clinch. But also, Paul Felder doesn't like to fight in the clinch. Well, it depends. A lot of times in the clinch, it's like it's you're not doing much. You're not doing damage. You're just kind of moving around to control the person and hold them there and not throwing strikes. Yeah, but so it's it hard. It's a hard, even just to hold them there is kind of hard unless you're both being a very Yeah, I know, but if you're not point. doing damage to the person, it's supposed to be broken up by the rule set. So if you need to be moving well, towards the submission. Does or, damage have to be like physical like you're breaking bones and shit or can it be like you're exhausting somebody because to me that's damage yeah it can't it's not supposed to be you're exhausting somebody it's supposed to be you're going for a finish you're going through for damage i don't know I, strikes, to me if you're, you're if you are working somebody out that's that's a, a form of damage because it is it, it 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 tolls on them you know you're only you can only be fresh for so long um so the faster yeah, but you that's can like they'll break up the fight if you're just sitting on top of the guy and not doing anything meanwhile yeah you're but if neither of you are doing anything then neither top. of you are burning out yeah, well you know that's not you... true if you're on the bottom and the guy's controlling you on the top but not doing any damage they're gonna break it up and yeah but if you're, you're being, not you're doing anything exhausted. on the bottom to fight out then yeah that makes sense but at that time if you're not doing anything on the bottom and the guy up on top of you isn't taking advantage of that that's his fault so I don't it's know. It's the it, same it, same situation. You have to be moving towards a fin towards a finish in the fight, usually at all points during the fight. Um, yeah. But as long as you're normally doing some sort of damage, they won't break it up. But that's why. But they well, didn't, and it was good. They didn't, and the second round came in. Uh, Trevin Jones had like no defense for stand up. Like there was no stand up defense at all. Well, I think he lost. I think Jones lost all the rounds, right? Like he controlled. Oh the clinch, yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, he lost every round. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was definitely he was gonna lose every round. There was great stand up though for uh, Kakamenrov. Uh, a little wild, I think he was a little wild, but all in all, he had good stand up. He did give up his back, which um, uh, led to uh, uh, Trevin Jones uh, mounting his back, um, which he was saved by the bell in that case. I believe he, I, I, I'm pretty sure he was a little wild. He gave up his back when Trevin Jones had him on the mat, and then that led to a full mount position by Jones, and uh, then the bell rang, so he kind of got lucky there because Trevin Jones is a good guy on the mat. But I will say, in the third round, um, the dick twist. The dick twist mm -hmm. came into play, and Trevin Jones just had this guy like straight up by, by the crotch, and he was just holding him there. It was like the last thing he did. Grab his dick and twist it! Oh my god, dude, this is an MMA fight, dude! You much... Twist that dick! Twist his dick! Twist his yeah. dick! Oh my god, dude. Oh my god! Oh, dick twist! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking about the whole time. I was literally screaming at the TV. I was like, grab his dick and twist it! I was yelling that, because it was literally, he just, on, and the commentators even said something. They were like, yeah, he's got a... They call him like a cup grab. I was like, that's just mm -hmm. the most professional way to put dick twist. He had yeah. him in full dick twist, um, <laughs> which didn't matter because the dick twist had no effect on my man Kaka, Kaka Minarov. He submitted him the last 30 seconds. It was pretty fucking yeah. clutch. He choked him out and just dropped him. <laughs> yeah, so the dick twist was not enough. Um, that was a tight guillotine that he caught at the end of the fight. It was a tight fucking guillotine. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, the dick twist was tight too. He got him. Fucking grab <laughs> his dick and twist it. 
But uh, next fight that I watched was uh, Vince Pichel and Austin Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Hubbard looked like a fucking animal till about halfway Austin, through. Yeah, I think he might have won the first round, even though none so, of the judges definitely. scored it for him. Which um, I disagree with that. But he, I think he definitely lost the next two rounds. Uh, I mean, he kept coming forward. It probably should have got, like, a fight of the night bonus or something. It was a great fight to watch. It was. Um, but Pichel just, he just did better in the last he two did. rounds, he landed, striking-wise. Pichel landed some hard shots. Austin Hubbard took some fucking nasty shots in the second round. He's got yep. a tough chin. And you could tell at the end of the third round, Hubbard was completely gassed. Like, he had nothing left in his arms. Vince Pichel was still there. Vince Pichel um, was still there. I mean, I think a lot of that was the shots he took. I think that takes a lot out yep. of you when you eat those shots. Yeah. The third round, Vince Pichel turned the burners on. The third round was yep. a lot of pressure. It was an aggressive third round. The last 20 seconds was an absolute fucking slugfest between the both of them. Um, and I thought that Austin Hubbard was playing a dangerous game with that because he could he needed one more bad shot and he was done. Yeah, um, he, was, he was close to getting finished at the end of that fight because he was just – his arms were just low. He hadn't like he was just done, and uh, yeah. he's lucky the fight wasn't longer. If it was a four or five round fight, he would have got knocked out. Yeah, no, I uh, I don't agree with the thirty twenty seven, but it is what it is. I don't think it. I think but it doesn't matter lost. because Pichel definitely won that fight. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, and then at the end of that fight, they actually announced uh, if you saw that GSP is going in the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. I did not see that. Yeah, he'll be inducted in the Hall of Fame, which is that's what'll be cool. Um, GSP is like, like everybody fucking loves GSP. Who do you mm-hmm. hate? How do you hate J- GSP? He's announcer, I believe, an announcer for Karate for Combat now. Oh, is he? With Bass Rutten, which oh, I might okay. start watching because Bass Rutten is uh, a very entertaining character. I don't know yeah. if you've seen any of his shit, but he's a no, very entertaining. I've heard guy. though. Yeah, GSP does. Uh, he's in like he does like some acting shit. He was in. Uh, he was Captain in that, uh, yeah, the TV show. No, he was in the movie. He was also in the TV show oh, after Captain America show. died. The fucking, uh, man, what is it? The one with the Winter Soldier guy and fucking Falcon. The, yeah, I don't know what it's called, but um, yeah, but he's he in that in Marvel show for, for sure. a little bit. Yeah, he was in. He's, yeah, he was in a Captain America movie because he fought Captain America, I think. Um. Uh, Alexander cool. Pantoja. And Brandon Royval. Yeah, this was a fight I wanted to see because um, it's essentially the number one contender fight for who's going to fight for the flyweight belt. Yep. Brandon Royval, I love watching fight. He's just yeah. like his transitions on the ground, his striking is a little reckless, maybe, but his jujitsu is insanely good. He's and he's not just one of these guys who just sits in these positions. He's constantly moving, and it's hard for other guys to keep up with that. I think yeah. he was outpacing Pantoja. I agree. He put himself in some poor positions a few times. He probably lost yeah. the first round um, because he, he. it's hard to even say he was controlled in the first round. Pantoja had his back at one point, but Roy Vol was constantly moving. Roy Vol had some incredible roles. Like he's, there's, um, yeah. He reminds me, if you watch Chase Hooper fight, Chase Hooper does mm-hmm. a lot of those, like, uh, uh, non-traditional like role tactics to get out of things yeah and uh there's another guy too and i can't remember what his name is well there's right fights Hall. out of false that's i think that's who it is he fights out of false church yeah Virginia. false church yeah right yeah Hall. 
um, he does the same thing. He uses a lot of roles and non-traditional things to get out of things, which has actually been pretty effective for all of them. Um, so Chase but Hooper yeah. trains with Ryan Hall. Um, yeah. And that's where he got the roles and stuff. Ryan Hall, I mean, sadly, he got his ass knocked out in his last yeah, fight. Yeah, he did get knocked the fuck out stuff. last fight. Yeah. But um, he's he's all he has issues getting people to pick up fights with him because he's such a great leg lock specialist and he's insanely good on the ground. But yeah. uh, Roy Vall is a little more energetic than both of those guys, um, and a little more reckless too. Yeah. No, Roy Vall was a super high caught. pace. He he got caught, but I will say this: Pantoja was very very calm throughout everything yep. he was very calm he, very controlled yes but i think at the end of that like towards the middle of that second round or whatever he was starting to gas out right like he was getting a I don't little know. tired he looked very calm the entirety of that fight uh, and i mean then he he hard scarfed rival at the end of the day yeah. he got him that, that old hard scarf baby he got him um yeah oh <laughs> but that was a tight choke that was um, tight, like a toyga. Like, Roy Vall just, he made a mistake. Um, and then I think that where, like, because he gave up his back, and where he made the biggest mistake was he planted his arm on the mat while he was trying to, like, kind of yeah. move, and that's what allowed Pantoja to slip his arm under the neck. If he was worried more about his back being taken and controlling the neck, he probably would have been safe and gotten out of it somehow. But he tried to, like... He tried to roll or move out of that position when he didn't have a chance to, and that's what led to that submission being caught. And that was tight right away. Like, it was no getting out of that. So another fight that, like, caught my eye big time was Austin Lingo and Luis Saldana. Uh, I thought that fight was fucking awesome. Like, it started out, I thought Lingo was going to get his shit fucking handed to yep. him because Same. they came out, and he was a he uh, traditionally, I think, is a boxer, I think. Um and he came out trying to rely on boxing, which I understand, and that's his comfort zone and whatever. But at the end of the day, like, this isn't boxing. Uh, Luis Saldana caught him with some of the nastiest body shots. Like, the one body, there was a, uh, I think it was like a spinning roundhouse kick or something, and he caught him, like, right in the body. And it looked like a dump truck just hit Austin Lingo. Like, it was fucking brutal. And yeah. uh, it, it, almost, it almost crumpled him. Um, mm-hmm. that was, so yeah, that off was the bat, too. Yeah. it was very, and it was a couple times that happened. So off the bat, I thought Luis Saldana was, was going to kill this guy. I was like, yeah, this guy's, he looked creative in the first round. Saldana looked really creative, was throwing a lot of leg kicks, like great body kicks, um, and was really good head movement, just movement in general. And then Lingo, Austin Lingo was trying too desperately to rely on his boxing and, and he started to get desperate with that, throwing some wild shots. Um, and I, in my notes throughout that fight, I was like, he needs to mix it up. He needs to throw some leg kicks. He needs to be more aggressive with those leg kicks and, and throwing other things besides his, his punches. Um, and then luckily for him, Saldana just kind of gassed himself out, but Lingo did definitely start to mix it up. He started to throw some leg kicks. He started to mix it up. His combinations started to click a lot better because before he was throwing a lot of wild overhand rights. And when he came back out in the mid- middle of the second into the third, He's where he really started to hammer down on throwing that jab, the double jab and a right. You know, he looked for the uppercut a couple of times. I think he probably could have looked for that uppercut a few more occasions when he when Saldana got gassed. But um, all in all, Austin Lingo fucking came out and uh, 
kind of stuck it out through that first round and, and kind of dominated after that. So that was a great fight, I thought. Yeah, I was uh, surprised how well he was able to adjust after he got yeah. his ass kind of kicked in the first round, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, it did not look good. And I didn't know either of these guys, so I was just like, okay, Lingo's done. Like, this is yep. not going to happen. Same. And he came out and completely changed that around. And it's not like Saldana completely gassed or anything either, right? Lingo no. just adjusted and made the proper adjustments and won the fight. It was a, it was a like to me that was fight of the night worthy. Yeah, it, it, was it, it probably fight. it's hard for those early prelim fights to get fight of the night. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I think one of the last ones I have that I watched uh, was William Knight and Fabio. Uh, was it Chicon? Chiron. 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 Sorry, it's like French. Yeah, he's a French Ricky Booby. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, first of all, let's talk about this. Did anybody drug test William Knight? <laughs> like, yeah. look, the guy looks like a a muscle. He just looks like a big muscle. Yeah, he's most definitely on some juice or something. It looks. Like, yeah, he's on that but... Dana White diet. Okay, yeah. like that. <laughs> That boy's on something, and I'm like the first thing you see him, you're like, how is how is this legal? How is yeah. this legal? This isn't legal. Um, and like, okay, so let me just read you my notes for this fight, okay? And these are like as it happened. These are the notes I wrote. I wrote, did anybody drug test this boy? And then I wrote, was there anyone who thought that this fight would end any other way? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I wrote, uh, uh, Fabio got fucked. That was what I wrote. That was my notes. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I saw the fight, but, like, I can't even remember the knockout. Like, I feel like it wasn't even that hard of a blow. It was just kind of, like, on the button. It was an on-the-button uh, punch, but, I mean, you, just you have to also down. keep in mind what looks like a not really a hard punch from that guy is probably, like, getting hit by a dump truck. Oh, yeah. Like, here was a time where Fabio uh, – kicked him in the body and William Knight put his gloves down and looked at him like really bitch yeah it didn't look like it phased him at all I was like oh my god like that that kick would have killed me <laughs> yeah um I don't know these and especially a light heavyweight I mean that dude's probably outside the cage Knight probably walking around at like 225 like he's yeah. probably just fucking massive he wasn't that tall. But, uh, I don't remember how tall he was, but he's probably 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, he's yeah, not that he's tall. Yeah, he's just fucking stacked. He's fucking... It's not even stacked, Drew. He's like... That boy's on, boy uh, on yeah. some fucking juice, okay? Yeah. He's on some fucking, like, serious milk. Like, yeah, damn. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that boy's got problems, but... I didn't really get to watch the rest of the fights. I saw one... Um, some fucking horrible names, uh, Sasha, Aling, and uh, somebody else. But Sasha got fucked, like early on. Oh, he the got choked. I guy think. got choked out. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I missed that fight completely. But yeah, it wasn't, um, wasn't worth it. The other two fights that were interesting to me were Brian Kelleher versus Pilarte. Um, Kelleher Kelleher is a very solid 135er. He called out O'Malley after the fight. It was a really dominant wrestling win. It wasn't like a boring wrestling win. He, It was like an exciting wrestling takedown after takedown, just riding the guy out through the whole every round. It was no question he won every round. Um, solid victory for 
Kelleher. He's got some knockout power as well. That would be an interesting fight for O'Malley um, that O'Malley probably wants to avoid because of the wrestling. Yeah. But the other fight was uh, the Roosevelt Roberts versus Bahamandez, however the fuck you say that. Oh, but, yeah. Um, was that the one who yelled Allah Akbar after he won? I, I don't think so. But No, you know what? That was, that's, that was the Sasha fight. The Sasha. Oh, the first fight. Was. Yeah. But um, the Roosevelt Roberts fight. Roosevelt Roberts is, I like watching him fight, but it's like he got pieced the fuck up every second of this fight. Like his defense was not anywhere to be found. And then that head kick in the last five seconds of the fight by Bahamondes was on the button, clean, heel right to the jaw, and he went out like a rock. It was uh, insanely technical, swift kick. Yeah, I saw the highlights of that. Like, yeah. But um, so that no. I don't know. It was a it was a pretty fucking good card. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head who's fighting this weekend. Um, Let me see. I can't remember off the top of my head. I've got a bunch of shit going on. It's I've Edson got Barbosa another... versus Giga That's Chikadi. Right. That'll be actually the good main fight. event. And then also uh, the finals for the Ultimate Fighter, and then Kevin Lee and Daniel Rodriguez. Kevin Lee's yeah. return fight at welterweight. That's right. Um, outside of that. Those are the fights that I'm really looking at. There's a couple other fights on there, like Dustin Jacoby, Darren Stewart. Dustin Jacoby's a really talented kickboxer. Darren Stewart's a really good fighter from England. I still think Jacoby gets it. Well, so you know um, what's going down this weekend, right? Uh, it's the the Rough and Rowdy. There's Rough and Rowdy. There's that. I, I did uh, my last podcast on that. I had the money man himself. Um I'm working in, uh, on getting a couple of those other guys on, which will be fucking awesome. If I'm going to try to get Shizat to Rizat. Uh, maybe get Brendan Kelly, the American Ninja. Get some Jeez. guys on and talk about some rough and rowdy barstool stuff. Uh, and then uh, on Saturday, I believe, is the Jake Paul Tyrone Woodley fight. Why did I think that was in September? No, that's August 28th, I think. 27th? Well, then that would be Saturday. Yeah. One of those two. Yeah. So that's going to be on. So um, we could sit here and, and pretend like there's going to be stuff to talk about there. Um, but I think we both stand on the same page that Jake Paul's about to fuck around and find out. Yeah. Unless Tyron Woody, Woodley's getting paid to take a dive, which he very well could He's, be. No, no. no here, so here's the deal. If Tyron Woodley... It behooves Tyrone Woodley to win. Clause. Yes, so it would yeah. behoove Tyrone Woodley to win because he automatically yep. gets another fight, which and would break in. And maybe he dives in that one, but yeah. I also don't think it's going to be a fucking close fight. I think, that, like, no, you know, I think you Jake Paul's going to get his bell rung, knocked out, and be like, "Okay, boxing's not for me." I think that Jake Paul gets frustrated and. Twist it! Oh my god, dude, this is an MMA fight, dude! <laughs> twist, twist, twist that dick! dick. Twist, twist the dick! Twist the dick! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The old dick twist! That's what I think Jake Paul resorts to. I think he gets frustrated and does some dumbass shit because he is going to be zero match. No, I actually do think Woodley's going to knock him out in the first round. I think, it maybe not even the first round, but I think in the first round for sure... Uh, He's going to feel the power that Woodley has throwing. 
and it's going to be different no, than anybody he's he'll fought. Get, he'll get knocked out. When has Jake Paul ever watch, been clipped? Yeah, he hasn't. Never. But watch never, Woodley he is dig never, to the body with a deep body shot, and watch how Jake Paul is just going to not even know what that Jake Paul like. has never been hit hard. No. And he can say that's because he's too fast or whatever. Congratulations, you're faster than Ben Askren, who I really don't and think could YouTuber. fight his way out of a wet paper bag. And then some other YouTubers or whatever. Listen, I'm faster than the fucking other YouTubers, okay? Like, I would fight mm-hmm. the other YouTubers. I have no problem doing that. Jake Paul is not the fucking godsend of boxing. I'm no. not saying he is a bad boxer. But I'm saying he I, is not at the level that Tyrone Woodley is at. I haven't even been paying attention to this fight. I Neither knew that it was I don't happening at some point. You don't even need to. You just like know it, that he's going to get his ass kicked. Yeah, I'll watch the highlights of him getting knocked out. That'll well, be I'm going to pay to watch it because I want to watch this shit live. I am not going to pay to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Those thriller no shows are... Well, I guess this is on Showtime. But yeah, I think he's got a Showtime deal. The previous ones have been such... They've been such a clusterfuck, the previous yeah, shows. Like, I, and I didn't pay for any of them. I streamed them. But, um, Whoa, Drew. That's crazy talk. Still, Going to uh, jail. I don't care. Triller can try to sue me. self Like they tried to do everybody on Twitter who said yeah. they were streaming it. Just FYI, Triller Drew is not affiliated with the Average Impact podcast anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely go buy it, folks. Definitely don't stream it. That's naughty. Don't do that. Yeah, definitely um, give Jake Paul some money. Yeah, whatever. I don't even give a shit. I'm going to pay to watch Ultra it just because I want to fucking watch it. But yeah, Rough and Rowdy, we're, the boys and I are going to watch that Saturday morning here. Uh, when we all get up, get on shift, we're going to meet at one of the fire stations out here and fucking crowd together and watch some stupid shit happen on TV. And then Sunday morning, I'll watch Jake Paul fight uh, as well as the uh, UFC fight. So Sunday will be a day of me sitting at uh well i guess i don't want to say where but uh yeah i'll be watching all these fights and shit and uh it'll be a good day so there'll be a lot to talk about next week and uh, we're coming into a good good stretch of good fights so hopefully we have some cool Mm -hmm. shit to talk about and i'm working an angle to get some good people on to talk to um so hopefully we'll have that stuff maybe not next week but the week after i'm hoping to get a pretty pretty cool guest on and when i have more information we'll kind of talk about that more but that'll be cool uh other than that i don't have anything do you have anything no nope. sweet well i guess that's it until next time give them the old dick twist bye hey guys it's charlie if you all want to get on the show or you know someone who wants to get on the show, go ahead and hit us up at our email at average.impact.ai at gmail.com. Stick around. I'm hoping to get some cool guests from Barstool Sports Rough and Rowdy on uh, this weekend. Other than that, that's all we got. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week.